Hey, welcome back. Coach Gabriel Ogin here with the Go Coaching Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And thank you for the follows and the likes and the subscriptions. I really appreciate it. And it inspires me to continue to put content out because hopefully it helps many, many of you to pursue your goals, pursue your dreams, become a better person, uh, surround yourself with the right people, even if it means cutting out some people from your life. Which brings me to today's topic. Six easy steps to separating your personal life from your business. See, if you work from home, like many of us, chances are that you already know that you're really pulling a double duty. You probably work on your business while doing laundry right? Corralling the kids or fixing dinner. And let's not forget all the phone calls from family and friends and the texting and the social media from friends, right? And family expecting you to run uh, errands or just go out for an afternoon of fun, right? Like some people on their day off, it might be like on a Tuesday or Wednesday and they're like, hey, let's go to lunch. And you're like, I really want to, but I'm busy. One of the hardest parts of running a business or a career, like a job where you work from home, is separating your work from your family and social life. So we're going to talk about, you're going to listen, I'm going to talk about six proven ways to keep your home life running smoothly while keeping your business or career on track. Your business or job, right? That's what I mean by career. Let's start with number one. Create a work schedule and stick with it. It might be tempting to answer personal um, calls during the day. It's always tempting to do that. But, you know, doing this actually shows that you're expendable, not dependable. And people will take that for granted, that you'll always be there, right? For any little thing that comes up, you're always going to be there. And that's fine if you like to. Like We all want to be helpful. But the truth is, we're way more productive without any distractions. Even though family comes first, stay true to your business hours and resist that urge to chat with friends or pick up groceries during the week or working hours. Or, you know, one of my uh, weaknesses is car wash right i'm driving by the car wash and i'm like "Ooh, let me get my car washed it's so dirty when i know i should just keep driving because i got stuff to do okay so what about number two our friends right our friends may consider working from home like an invitation to chat during the day or just go out for coffee or shopping for an afternoon Make it clear that your business hours are just that, for business. Leave personal calls for after hours, and you'll find that your friends will gradually uh, begin to accept your schedule without feeling, you know, hurt or whatever. And that's really up to us. It's, it really comes down to just 
letting everybody know uh, that you're at work, that you're working. Also on the flip side, not letting everybody know that you're working. Because if, let's say, you're posting it on social media, which I'm super guilty of, by the way, if you're supposed to be working, well, first of all, people assume you're working during the day. But if you're letting them know that you're working, then they're like, oh, cool, he's on Facebook. Let me hit him up real quick. And I'm guilty of these things. I want you all to know. I, too, am, you know, I, these, these are some of the things that I want to work on, too. It's not just like, oh, you guys do it and I'm not. It's, I think we all can use a little bit of adjusting in certain areas. Okay, number three. Just because you have to set up a work schedule doesn't mean that you have to keep the same hours as everyone else. One of the benefits of working for yourself is setting your own hours to fit your most productive times. Whether you're an early bird or a night owl, you'll find that you'll get much more done when you're attuned to your body's own natural rhythms. Some people work in the morning, some people take a break in the afternoon when the kids are home from school or you got to pick them up or you have to spend time with them and work again in the evening. I mean, that could work too, right? But here's the thing, and I just told somebody about this. When you end your workday, that should be the end of your workday, right? You, you got to have an end to it. You can't keep working all the time. Okay, if you feel like you need to do something, like work out or get a hobby, do something else. Schedule your work time when you feel the most productive and you'll find that things get done easier. Sometimes you just need to take a break. Have you ever had something overwhelming that just stops you in your tracks? You're like, I can't do this. I don't even know how I'm going to get this done. And you take a break, right? Maybe you get a snack. Maybe you go for a walk and you come back and you do it in five minutes like, whoa, what just happened? You were overthinking something, but really it was maybe just your anxiety, it was your doubt, your fears, whatever, right? You just needed a break. So you'll find that things get done easier, faster, and better when, you know, better than, than when you were like dragging along during those same rigid work hours that everyone else has. So for example, let's just take a real estate agent. You can work from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. You could do that because most of what you do is like talking to people on the computer, right? You can get all your other stuff done early in the morning. It's up to you. That's the great thing about it. Is it something that is highly, uh, it, that it's common? No, not really. I think most, most real estate people and most professionals work 9 to 6, Actually, I know a few realtors that work 9 to 9, which I don't recommend. Okay, so having an ideal schedule for you to follow, highly recommended. Number four, if getting after-hours business calls or work, um, work day personal calls is a problem, it helps to have a separate business phone line or at least an answering machine or a voicemail, right? Who has an answering machine nowadays? To take all your incoming calls, everything, all of them, 
This also gives your business a more professional appearance to clients, of course, than if you're, you know, you and your family make and receive calls from the same phone line. Okay, so consider getting a different line if it's something that that could help you. For some people, it's just, you know, another number that you're not going to give out to anybody. Number five, if at all possible, try to separate your home office from the rest of your home. If you don't have the luxury of a separate room, uh, a room partition or a screen can be just as helpful. This also serves as a visual cue to the family or whoever lives with you that you're working and you shouldn't be bothered. Dress and act professionally while working. I think some of us are guilty of that, right? Looking professional from the waist up. Some people find it helpful to dress in a casual business attire during work hours. I know I do, for sure. If I'm in my pajamas or, you know, just sweatpants or whatever, I definitely am not diving into work. You know, I could for a bit, but I think just overall, I just feel much better if I'm dressed for work, right? Like if I needed to go see a client, I can get up and walk outside and see a client with what I'm wearing at my desk at home. Some people find it helpful to to dress, you know, casual and some people find it helpful to dress comfortable. So really, I mean that's I think that's your own personal preference. I personally would suggest that you dress for work. Okay, but hey, some people can work in their pajamas. Good for you. Go for it. Also, um you know, answer the phone with your name or your business name and keep your children off the phone during business hours. Like, don't let them play with it. Don't let them answer it. If it's a mobile phone, you know, if it's a house phone, a landline. Um, I know for myself, during business hours, I usually, unless I know it's like my sister, right, or my brothers. But generally speaking, during business hours, I answer my phone with my name. Hey, Gabriel Gein, how may I help you? Or whatever the case may be. Also, spend money investing in the tools you need to do your job right. A cell phone, um, a laptop, an iPad, uh, you know, proper proper um, desk and seating. I think that's a big one that people don't think about much. Most people, you know, many people work at the kitchen table or on the couch or wherever, you know. I'll tell you from experience because I, I've, I'm one of those people that I can set up anywhere and work anywhere. But really, honestly, setting yourself up correctly, spending a little money to get a nice desk that works for you, getting a nice office chair that's comfortable, that allows you to want to sit there and finish your work, uh, setting up in the right part of your home. So that maybe you have a nice view or it's comfortable or the temperature's right or the lighting. I think lighting is a big one, especially if you're on uh, Zoom calls and making videos and all that stuff. See, like a cell phone, for example, um, or even a computer, a laptop. Those things, if you have one for work and, and you don't do anything else on it, you can always leave those things just set up right where they are. Just leave them right there. That's what I do. Basically, I have uh, my laptop and an iPad. And they're right next to each other. I have a mouse and a, 
and a wireless keyboard and they don't move they just stay there unless I absolutely have to move them they just stay right there where I can show up I can log in boom my phone that's the only tool that I actually take with me anywhere like on inspections or whatever whatever I have to go do make videos and whatnot okay so those are the five things those are the five things that should help you separate your personal life from your business life and I want to add one thing a little bonus something to think about separating your personal friends and associates from your business associates and partners and vendors why because if shit ever hits the fan pardon my French and you cut off a business associate partner they rip you off they treat you bad then you're not losing a friend too and that's hard I know it's hard because in business you get really close to people and you um, think they're your friends and they end up doing you dirty or vice versa sometimes you have a friend that that you know they're your friend and you want to take care of them with your service that you do for business and they for whatever reason don't pay you or maybe they want a discount or they don't refer you to their friends because you didn't do a good job or whatever the case may be so I guess yeah it's it that's a tough one for like example uh, real estate agents insurance people because your social circle are your clients usually or they're the ones referring you business you know so that's one thing to think about and just kind of learn where to draw the line um, you know where to keep it friendly and where to keep it professional but either way I think always doing what's right for you and for everyone involved will always help you to sleep at night to live in um, in a state of relaxed calmness um, you know confident that you always do the right thing for anybody involved with you in any way that's the way I do business I try my best to make every situation a win-win situation that's all I got for you guys today Gabriel Gein with the go coaching podcast thank you guys so much again for following find me on Instagram Facebook LinkedIn uh, all the podcast platforms of course you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify Google Podcast, all of those. Visit my website for more information, olgeengabriel.com. If you or somebody you know would benefit from a free coaching consultation, please go to my website, book your session today. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, guys and gals. Make it a great day.